Hello, and welcome to On Life with Helen. So this is a really good episode that I had with Michael McCabe. We are still in our August replay mode because we will be back in September with new episodes. I just met with a client yesterday dealing with their parents and dealing with the qualifying for Medi-Cal and all those hoops and things that you have to do. They're right in the middle of it. So it just reminded me, for those of you that are taking care of parents and relatives and friends and You just need to know maybe there's another option out here. This is a great replay. So Michael McCabe, all about Medi-Cal, and we will see you in September with some new episodes. Have a great summer and see you soon. Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the On Life Podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, What do I need to know about life events? How to prepare? Where can I get help? You're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello, this is Helen Ornelas with On Life with Helen, and today I have my really, really good friend, Michael McCabe. We've been Oh my gosh, all over the world together in the sense of being friends, working together, and just uh, being there for each other to talk about business and all of our clients and process stuff. And Mike offers a very unique solution for a lot of problems that we have. And so I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to give him the opportunity to introduce himself and then go right into why, Mike, you decided to go into this field of business. So take it away. Hey, Helen. Howdy, howdy. What I do is I structure estates for Medi-Cal. I've been doing it for 20 years. I have a 100% success ratio of getting people on Medi-Cal if, if, if they follow my process. Uh, How I ended up getting into this is my dad came from abject poverty. And prior to them passing within the last, say, five to 10 years, dad had six heart attacks, three strokes, triple bypass surgery, just goes on and on and on. They had, say, 300000 in the bank. They had cabins in northern Michigan, a house in Battle Creek, Michigan, paid for. And if dad would have went into a nursing home, it would have broke mom on everything that he had saved for. I remember when I was in my teenage years talking to mom and She said that there was a month where at the end of the month, they had an extra nickel left over. And she said, then she knew that dad and her were going to be all right. And really it was a nickel, but (laughs) 
you know, I, I'm giving away my age. Dad used to give me a quarter for lawnmower gas. Right. I could get a can of gas and a candy bar on my bike, you know, with a basket with a can of gas on it, that all of the safety things we have nowadays, they oh, didn't I know. have that then. Yes. And we survived. <laughs> but what ended up happening is, is in the process of my mom and dad, I seen there was huge holes in how people go about structuring themselves for a long-term care event between the doctors, the social workers, the bankers, everything. You open yourself up for a whole nother world that you never even knew was out there. So what ended up happening in that process is I ended up figuring out how to go about or the concept of going about to put the business together. So with my dad, we medevaced him from Florida to Michigan, cost mom $10,000, $12,000. He died at home exactly where he wanted to be. And with my dad's doctor in Florida, he didn't want to sign him out from the hospital. I forced signed him out on his own recognizance and the doctor took, took all the liability away from the doctor so dad could get what he wanted to have done. Virtually the same thing happened with my mother five years later, had her do all the documents, the powers of attorney and so forth. And the powers of attorney for finance and health really become critical as you age so that if you are in a situation that you cannot talk for yourself, somebody that you have designated can talk for you to get you, get you exactly what you want. Yeah, so this is a, a great kind of stopping part for a second. As you know, when you're a business owner and a lot of business owners do listen to the podcast here, we are the go-to people when there's a crisis in a family, right? And I know you know this from experience too. So what I'd like you to share next is, you know, what did you learn from this situation? And um, how did you structure your business around that in, in moving forward? What ended up happening was it, it was, <laughs> even though I had to go through all this, I swear I only learned from the school of hard knocks. If it's right. easy, I'm not going to learn anything <laughs> from that. Just not going to work for me. Right. So what I figured out was, is they went to an attorney and the, the, to get a will and trust so that you didn't have to go through probate and you right. could have all these documents. This is back in Battle Creek, Michigan. And the attorney said, well, you don't need a will and trust. And at the size of my mom's estate, that would have forced them through probate. Well, that was the attorney's whole objective was to have people he would take through probate. Right. I flew out to Michigan, went and visited the attorney, and in all my sweetness and light, and anybody <laughs> that knows me, yeah, exactly, Helen. Right. Anybody that knows me, I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? This is just fraud. Right. So he ended up giving the file back. They never used him. So just because you have an attorney by your name or MD by your name or social worker or you are the manager of the nursing home, that doesn't mean that, one, you know what you should know, and two, that you're a good human being. So 
what I learned from it was what I need to do is I need to put together a team of people. It's like with Helen with life insurance. I only know maybe I've been an insurance broker for 25, 30 years. I only know maybe, maybe three people that know what Helen knows about and life insurance. Hardly anybody really knows their jobs. Thanks, I, I grew up in, <laughs> I grew up, yeah, but it's true. Right. It's, you I know agree. It. <laughs> and with me, what you get is blunt honesty with caring. Anybody that knows me is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm at a party and somebody says, well, what do you think about this? People that know me say, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You may not want to ask him because he's just going to tell you exactly what he thinks. It's. Yeah, but that's what I love about you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my I don't like half truths, smoke and mirrors or deception. If I am looking at to say buy a car or a service, I want to be educated on what the pros and cons are. My whole thing with what I do with this is I explain to the people, here's what goes on. Here's the benefits of doing this. Here's not the benefits. I'm not trying to get anybody to do this. My whole objective is, is once they know what the pros and cons are, then they can make an informed decision. Does this make sense for them? Right. So why don't you share a little bit about what you do specifically right now for your clients? So what happens is Medi-Cal is all about money, things, and assets. I reposition on average somewhere between 30 and $50 million a year. I do a huge amount of cases. When the client comes to me, we do the application. We, I structure the state on how to be able to get on Medi-Cal. All legal, above board, just high-end quality planning. Even though I say we do the application, the client has to give us all the information. This is just no different than doing your taxes. You have to tell the IRS, here's what you made, here's, you know, profits, loss, here's what went on in your life in the last 12 months. And Medi-Cal, there's a 30-month look back in California on how much you can have from the standpoint of monthly income and from assets. The people tell me what their asset base is. I show them how to structure it so they can qualify for Medi-Cal and then we do the application. Even though we're doing the application, you have to give us all the information, bank statements and everything. But the client never talks to Medi-Cal. We do not want the client even to talk to Medi-Cal. We deal with Medi-Cal. So what I do is I structure it so that I said, if I was doing this, how do I want to be treated in this? And what part of this do I want to do? Well, one, I want to do the least amount I can as the client. I've structured the process so that you can do the least amount, but that doesn't mean you're off the hook. You have to give us it. So I know that um, you see all kinds of people and they come to you sometimes in, you know, desperation of needing to get things done right away. Sometimes there's some pre-planning and there's a lot of family dynamics. Why don't you share with me, like, there are some people that are good with the process and there are others like, oh, I don't want any help from the government. This doesn't sound right. It's super suspicious. So maybe you can unravel that a little bit for us. 
So what ends up happening is most people think that Medi-Cal is for the poor or the indigent, that right. process. Inside of Medi-Cal, there's a thousand programs. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but there's there's hundreds and hundreds, you know, pregnant teens, drug addiction, CalFresh for food stamps. And inside of there is this is for long-term care. With how it works in California, what ends up happening is if you structure your estate correctly, this is a benefit. I always refer to husband and wife, you have three kids. Under tax law, you can take a deduction for your children. If a person doesn't have kids, do you give your tax benefit to the person that doesn't have kids? No, you don't do that. You look at what the laws are. Coming to me is like going to a CPA. And what ends up happening is I work the codes and the laws in your favor. And then what I do is I have attorneys that really know this side of it, elder law attorneys. They do the legal side. I do the structuring of the state. I do the application. And sometimes it's old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So my whole thing is educate the people, show them how it works. If they find value, hire me. We go through the process. If you don't find the value, I've had people that are paying $10,000 a month and they're like, well, I don't think I want to do this and have drained the state down. And now the person's on Medi-Cal anyways. But there's no shortage of opinions. It's America. You can have your opinion on what you want to do. I'm not trying to get anybody to do this. I think there's a value for a huge amount of people. These people made this money. They say, you know, uh, my mom and dad's story, mom had a nickel at the end of the month. They knew, she knew that they were going to be all right. These people saved all this money. If you, without taking away anything away from the parents, the person on Medi-Cal, cool in the summer, heat in the winter, all the medications, roof over your head. If you're taking nothing away from them, why wouldn't you want to do this? One of the biggest things with this is, is you can have a person at home that needs care. Think of Medi-Cal as the hub of the wheel of a wagon wheel. And once you're on Medi-Cal, you may be able to get IHSS. IHSS is in-home supportive services. Now you can have people come out and help you in the process of dealing with your parents as their health is failing. So one of the scenarios, and I know I've referred people to you in this scenario, is mom or dad had a major health event and the hospital is discharging them and now they need full care, 24-hour care or something, and they're sitting in the lobby and the kids got to pick them up and have no idea like what the next step is, right? Maybe talk about that scenario and how and how you might be able to help them out, because that's the most urgent one that comes up, right? And I really didn't counsel Helen on asking this question, but no. that is really good. <laughs> that's really good. I just know Re- that's when I get the phone call and then I have them call you. <laughs> the reality of this is, is the hospital legally cannot kick them out and just put them on the curb. But people know, don't that, know that. I'm exaggerating, it, but it, but well, but it you, feels the reality like of it is you're really kind of not, because if the people don't know, 
the hospitals and the nursing homes will use your ignorance in their favor. Right. Hospitals have a horrible job. They have to deal with sick people. They're dealing with the families. Nursing homes, it is just insane. And one of the things that the people have to realize is, you're, you know, this is not Helen and our spouses going to San Francisco, staying at a four-star hotel, and we come downstairs and the two women look at each other and they have what I call the lemon face. And I'm like, what's going on? We don't want to stay here. Fix this. Right. So you either go down to the really high-end, nice Japanese hotel, or you go over to the Hyatt and you move. Well, with the people that are in the situation that I deal with, they're very sick. They have multiple problems going on. They have multiple modalities that need to be done with them. And the reality of it is there's a very, very strict process that the hospitals have to follow and the nursing homes have to follow. Sometimes the nursing homes will say it's voluntary that the person is leaving. Well, the person's in dementia. They don't even know where they're at. Right. But the nursing home, for a variety of reasons, is saying this person needs to leave. What I do is I help people on how to manage the hospitals and how to manage the nursing homes. And even though I say that, that doesn't mean that I think the hospitals or the nursing homes are the enemy. They are not. I get offered on every year or two years to be a partner in a business with a nursing home. Every time I turn it down, the, I don't know how those people do that job. These people are sick. You have family, you know, family and fish after three days, both begin to stink. Sometimes. Right, right. So there's huge amounts of liabilities for the hospital, the nursing homes. And you have people that are very stressed out. The parents are sick. It makes for a cauldron of misinterpretations and everybody has their own biases that they're working through. What I try to do is help them on what they, what the nursing homes and the hospitals, I help the people on how to manage the people that are dealing with the parents. Did yeah. that kind of answer that? It does. I guess what I want to just clarify is that if uh, anyone out there listening in podcast world, that if you do find yourself in a crisis like that, there are people that can help you navigate it and you don't have to do it all by yourself. I was fortunate to use Mike when my parents had extinguished their long-term care policy. So even if you do everything right, where you have a long-term care policy or you've paid out of pocket, if people outlive their resources, whatever they are, there is going to be a point in time where you're going to need someone like Mike McCabe to help you navigate a system to kind of help. And we were very grateful that you were able to help us after 10 years of a long-term care policy paying for everything. It was pretty amazing. So I wanted to now talk about your services in the sense that this is for the state of California, right? This is not the same all over the United States. Every state has different laws. The only state I work in is California. There's not a county in California I haven't done a case in. California has their pros and cons. Let's call it that. 
<laughs> From a long-term care standpoint, California, in my opinion, is the best state to be in to be able to protect assets, get the person that has a health crisis, the most amount of benefits that you possibly can. My only objective is when I sit down with clients is to educate them. Here's the asset base you have. Here's how you would structure the estate. Here's how you would get the person on Medi-Cal. The pros and cons of it are this type of thing. At the end of it, I explain what my fee base is. It's a flat fee. It depends on what I have to do and how big of a problem I think the client's going to be. And I tell people this. I don't, <laughs> as Helen knows, I'm not one of the most subtle people you're ever going to meet. Right. But I become your junkyard dog of helping you through this process. So Mike, a question about that. Let's say that my parents live in a different state and I'm bringing them into California, kind of into my world to take care of them and move them forward. When I do that, does that make them eligible? Do they have to be here for a while? How does that, because well, a lot of people bring their parents in literally six months later, or a year later, like, holy cow, we bit off more than we can handle. And now we need to make different arrangements, right? So how does that piece work? They only need to be here one day wow, and, and have an address and we can start the process for Medi-Cal. Wow. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. Yeah. If I remember correctly, you helped out a friend of mine, Carrie, with her parents and they, I think, were literally here a week or so and, and that process started. So yes. that's good to know. What people can do if they're bringing people in from out of state, you don't have to wait till they get here. You could hire and we can start structuring the state and then the person shows up and you're a little bit ahead of the game okay instead of doing you know i call it uh pre-planning or crisis management right i don't know how the other world work uh, the rest of the world works but here in america we only do things in crisis management right 98 <laughs> percent my people when they hit my table are either in a hospital or a nursing home and that's what forces the people to pay attention. If you can get it a little bit ahead of time, it makes it easier if you're just doing pre-planning because then everybody's not so stressed out, but it is what it is. That was going to be my next question. So is there a way to kind of get ahead of the game and not be in fire sale mode, which is a term that I use a lot of the time because I prefer people don't get into fire sale mode. So is there a way, if you know this freight train is kind of coming your way, how can you get ahead of it and keep everyone out of crisis mode? This is years ago. This is probably 12 years ago. I was doing a seminar up in Reading, and there was a guy in the back of the audience that he was just extremely focused. At the end of the seminar, he let everybody ask questions and that. And then he was the last guy that came up to me as I was packing up. And he goes, I want to do this. And then his wife came next to him and that. And I didn't even know he was standing in the back. She was sitting down. And I didn't know they were together. But they looked completely healthy in that. And I'm like, you know, I don't think this is really for you. He goes, oh, no, I'm, we're doing this. I'm like, well, I don't know if you're going to let you hire me. And I'm like, what's this about? He goes. Um, I have three kids. They're all completely financially secure. This is brilliant. This is the thing to do. And 
they really didn't have a health problem. They had people that they could trust with their asset base and they did pre-planning. It was one of the smartest guys. It was about three years later, they'd been on Medi-Cal and the wife had a major stroke and they were already on Medi-Cal. The monies had been moved, the whole process. He was getting IHSS, but that's a very rare, that doesn't happen that that often, but they, the whole family, it was probably one of the most put together, smartest, smart with intellect and smart with common sense, which is not usually the case. And they ended up, he seen this, he looked at it and said, oh no, this is going to function just perfectly. Yeah. The reason that I asked that question, and again, for families and business owners that are the taskmasters of their families, if you know something like this is coming your way, getting ahead of it is a really good idea because you don't have to wait till the absolute moment that everything is crashing in and, and there's this like this major sense of urgency. So it's a good solution when that does happen, but there is an opportunity to get ahead of it as well. So let Mike, me, inter- let, let me yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. One, one, I am not an attorney. I'm not trying to be an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. But financial documents as you age is really critical. The power of attorney for finance, the ability to self-give, self-enrich, transfer, transmute, buy, sell, encumber, real personal fictitious property. Going to an elder law attorney that really understands this is a huge critical piece of this because the documents are the CYA, the cover your backside for the banks, the doctors, everybody you deal with, the the brokers, the stockbrokers. Without those documents, boy, you really handcuff yourself. Yeah, I mean, so that's literally step one, right, of this whole process. Even when you're super healthy, just get all this stuff in order. Everybody wants to avoid it. It's um, There's some procedures as you age that you probably should get, but nobody really wants to get them. <laughs> but at some point, you say to yourself, all right, I, I need to, I call it adult up right. and go do this process. And that makes the people that get ahead of it, he who takes in the most amount of details mostly wins. Right. So do you want to be in crisis management or do you want to be in control of the process? So, Mike, tell me about some new regulations that are coming up here and how you see this program being available in the future. So what's happening is as of July 1st, 2022, in California, this is California specific, an individual can have $130,000 and it used to be $2,000. And uh, a couple, the second spot, the second person can have $65,000. So what they have done in California, they have opened up the, the qualification on what you can keep in your pocket. This is going to be absolutely huge for a a massive amount of people because then you don't have to be moving assets out of your name per se. Even though you may want to do that depending on what your family dynamics are and so forth. 
But what they've done is they've made this much, much easier for you to be able to qualify for long-term care under Medi-Cal in California. Huge benefit. And then if you are below those asset numbers, I'm doing a reduced fee process because a lot of people, even though it should be easy, what's easy nowadays? Right, right. So what I do is I do a reduced fee process, flat fee, and then... I take you through, we do the application. I was just down in in Los Angeles and a woman's like, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not, no, I did this with my dad. There's not no possible way. I'm sitting on hold with Medi-Cal for two, three hours because I didn't give some piece of paper to them. Right. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I will tell you, your process is very direct. You know exactly what you need to do. My sister was the one that took the lead on my parents and it's a little bit of work gathering documents, but once you pull all that stuff together, uh, your team made it super easy, friendly, and really took the stress. And there is no way, and my sisters and I were all very competent people in our careers but there is no way that we would try and take on filling out that paperwork. I mean, it's just craziness. And so I want to thank you, but yeah, having the right help and and having someone else do this for you is priceless. So just kind of give us a recap of what you do, because this is a part one of part two, and I want everyone to check back in because the fun part is going to be when we kind of go through about three case scenarios And the good, bad, and the ugly, it's a good way for you to kind of really better understand how the process works for you maybe personally in the future. So give us a quick recap, and then uh, we'll go ahead and end this uh, part one. What I do, I structure the states for Medi-Cal. My whole objective, 85, 95% of my business is referral business from elder law attorneys to nursing home administrators, social workers, doctors, nurses. People refer to me virtually on a daily basis. My only objective is when I sit down with you is to take you through, here's the asset base of the person that you are thinking about getting on Medi-Cal. Here's how you would structure that estate. I just want to educate you so that you really know off of facts versus you and your girlfriends go out and have a glass of wine and you have three girlfriends. One says, oh, you'll go to jail. You can't do that. The other one is, oh, no, that's stealing. And the third one's, let's get another glass of wine. Right. The only one that really knows anything is the one that says, let's get another glass of wine. <laughs> but what I do is I take out that side of the equation, there's a huge amount of false information out there. Uncle Bob says this and all of that type of stuff. I take all that away. My only objective objective is to educate you on what you can and can't do. You see if there's pros and cons. And if you're the type of person that wants a safety net in place, I'm the guy to go to to be able to do that for this process. Fantastic. So, Mike, I know we're going to post your contact information, but briefly, what's the best way of someone to get a hold of you? Just call me 916-612-8800. Michael McCabe, 916-612-8800. Okay. So that's going to be it for Michael McCabe, part one. 
look in the next week or so for part two. And thank you for checking out our show. This is Helen from On Life with Helen. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, helen at ornellosinsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond.